that, 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 that is blasphemy. No. Finally, they did unleash him. No. Ah, this is the... No. Hey, Paul. What's up, bro? Let's give these people something different. Welcome to the PG Sports Podcast. It's me, Far of Sports. And your boy, G. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the PG Sports Podcast. We're here back again for another week of this sports conversation that you tune in for that we also love to have. But before I start, before we get too deep into it, Paul, tell me back and we tired, but we do this because we love y'all. Hey, we back. Got some good topics for y'all, you know. I am tired. I can say that <laughs> Christmas is a Christmas is a long holiday, man. L- long holiday, very to long, say, to say the least. But absolutely, we had a lot of. And for those who watch it, you know we typically uh start with the NFL first, but the NFL is kind of going into the the, the wind, the waning side of the uh, NFL season. So we're going to start this with this NBA NBA Christmas Day. Um, I'm so sorry for y'all, but I forgot the first game. No. Nah. You, uh, you don't remember, do you? Alright. So, one important. Moving on. Wait. Was, wait. Wasn't that Boston? Yeah, I believe it was Boston. Uh, I want to say the Nets. I'm not sure. I think it was the Nets. I'm not sure either. Whoever it is, but I bet you yeah. pretty much Boston gave him work more than likely. But anyway, that's not the point. Point is, because action started for us on game two, which was um, mm-hmm. the Bucks in Philly. And oh my, my, Joel Embiid. Joel Embiid. When he isn't hurt, he's quite possibly. Don't, don't, don't say that. Don't say that. Talent- Okay, wait. Okay, okay. Well, okay. I, I could go with talented. that. All right. I was gonna say the most talented. Like we're talking about a legit seven footer who can shoot threes, rebound, score down low, defend, and also is an 80, 80 plus percent free throw shooter. Like when he decides to show up and play, there's nothing he can't do on a basketball court. Agreed. Agreed. And. And he had his footprint all over that game. What he had like thirty one and like uh, he had. Let's see. He had eleven thirty one and three. Yeah. Oh man, come on, man! They didn't. Have, they had nothing. They had nothing for him. They had. They had. They had nothing for Joel at all. Like they literally just had no answer because. The Lopez brothers, they can't. Nah, they can't on, defend they, him. No, nah, not not when he feels like playing. Cause you probably because you probably I'm throwing to you. But you know, you've all you, anybody who listens to this show, you listen you have this conversation with me. What's always been my biggest Not always available. Is your availability. Boom! And when he feels like playing, he gives you this, and that's what frustrates me, and that's why I have such strong feelings toward him, is because when yeah. he plays, he gives you this. And it's like, why can't I get this more? Like, 
a, a healthy Joel and B, they probably blow through the Raptors. Like <laughs> they blow through. Oh the yeah, Raptors last in the, year in the, yeah. in, the, in, the, in the playoffs last year. Like okay, yeah, I'm saying my bad. The last year, last year for the playoffs, a healthy Joel and B, the Raptors did have no answer for him. They had nothing. No, because like as good as Mark Gasol is on defense, yeah, he he's past his prime. He can yeah. He, nobody had nobody. No, but I know Giannis did his thing like always. But um, what was your biggest takeaway from the Buckshot game? Uh, I think Giannis getting scraped across the face. I think that 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 kind of mm-hmm. took him took him out of it a little bit. I guess he played. He still played thirty minutes, but right. uh, it affect it. No, nah, it, it, it that yeah, affected him a lot. You know, <laughs> not, right? Not for the PR right. No, nah, that that affected him. You know, but <laughs> like you say, I mean, Joel, mm-hmm. Joel was a, a monster, man, and and Ben Simmons had fifteen, fourteen, <laughs> and seven. Man, you when they got it going together <laughs> like that, it's hard to deal with, man. Josh right. Richardson had eighteen. You know, Tobias Harris had mm-hmm. twenty two. I mean, they they have to me in my mind best starting five in basketball. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think Lakers? my my Lakers have the best starting five. I think we got the best the best top two. Really? You know, but as far as right, yeah, we're talking we're one talking through five. No, I think I think Philly has the best. Now the problem with Philly is their bench. They don't. They're not very deep at all. The Clippers are deeper than us. But they trade. But they traded. Yeah, yeah. a lot of absolutely, to get absolutely. I think they traded away a little too much. We talking about Sarge? Covington. Oh Sarge, yeah. JJ Redick. They let JJ Redick oh, go. Oh man. They try. JJ Redick. Redick go. They're trying to get their thigh. Yeah, Matisse Thibault. Matisse. They trying to turn him into something. They trying to turn him into something. But yeah, they, to get that one they through did. five, they but gave one, up a lot. One through five, though, I, I think they're the best, man. My my Lakers, we're good, you know. But I mean, with LeBron and AD, hey, right. I mean that's you, your one through five is going to be good because you got AD and LeBron. Same same with the Clippers. You know what I'm saying? Right. They have a, a great starting five too. With Paul George and Kawhi, the Clippers are deeper. I mean, right. I, one through five, man. I think mm-hmm. Philly has the best best five starters in the league. Yes, five. Yes. I get. I, I got you. I can understand. Definitely. I can pick up exactly what you're putting down. But uh, yeah, they definitely one one of the more talented teams. One through five uh, bench. They got to figure out something, especially if they end up in the West against a lot of these teams like the Lakers, who have a who have a pretty solid rotation. Clippers, who's pulling Clippers, you know, I think one through twelve uh, have the best team. I do. I, I, really, I, they're deep, man. They are deep. Yeah, oh, 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 we're yeah. gonna get to them in just a second. But um, yeah, definitely 76ers, uh best start five. I can, I can, I can agree to that. Because I can't think of too many other teams who's trotting out more there talented. <laughs> they, they, their yeah. couple, their yeah. duos might be uh, as talented enough to to compare Better. the starting fives. But as far as individual talent, one through five, they don't have another team out there with that type of talent. No, I, I, I'd have to give you that one as well. All right, so. Moving, we're gonna jump. We're gonna jump the big game for a second. We're gonna touch Warriors in Houston. 
Ah, uh, yes. Warriors in Houston. And for some reason, the war the Houston Rockets still cannot beat the Golden State Warriors, even without Steph, even without Clay, even without Kevin Durant. They just they just still can't do it. It's like it's fun, but I will say the most hilarious thing to think of is that the team says, Oh man, the Warriors did a great job on James Harden holding him to <laughs> only twenty four. But <laughs> hold him to only twenty four. Like wait, since whoa, when did that whoa, yeah, whoa. since when did that become only twenty four? They held him to only twenty four. Like, no, what? No. Like twenty four yeah. is supposed to be like a good number. Like that's, that's just how crazy James Harden's scoring is. But a lot of people were, they were giving this loss to Russell Westbrook uh, shooting too much. And James Harden kind of taking the back seat to him. Uh, do you feel like there's any merit to that so, conversation? I do. But the, 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 the problem is mm-hmm. that the last, uh, the game before that, and I forget I forget who they played. Right. Well, Russ was Russ was the yeah, and he was the man on because fire. Harden wasn't on fire, right? So Russ right. is a, I mean, Russ is a former MVP. It's James Harden's team. We all know that. Right. You know what I'm saying? But Russ is Russ is a former MVP too. He knows how to play ball. So he went into the went into the Christmas Day right. game like, hey, I'm still on fire. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it, it was like their it was like their like uh their finals run they had a their finals run they had a long time ago uh when they played against the Heat Russell Westbrook dropped like forty and everybody was like oh I can't remember if they won or lost I don't think they won that game but Russell Westbrook just dropped forty like he went crazy and everybody's like oh man look the the great performance by Russell Westbrook and then he went to the next game trying to do that same thing brick brick cold cold brick and you're just like oh my god Russ stop yeah. shooting stop shooting please just stop. stop just stop just stop doing this to yourself but no um because it was that Russ just said Russ took like 30 some shots that game to Harden's like 18 but he he was efficient though and that that's the problem with it you know the, the you talking about the game what? before or you talking about the Christmas that game oh no lord no Christmas that game <laughs> yeah <laughs> He was not efficient. <laughs> he was not efficient that game. <laughs> and that's what I'm saying. And that was the thing that, that and a lot of people said he 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 go with Kevin Durant again. And it's like, oh my. But yeah, it, the thing you get with Russ is he is he is one way, one person, one speed, and you just gotta hope mm-hmm. it's, it's falling for him. Because whether he's making a missing, he's playing one speed, and that is Sonic spin fast. Like <laughs> That's the only way he knows how to play. And the fact that they wasn't falling made everything look so much worse. And that's the part that I bet you a lot of people are frustrated with Russell Westbrook about is the fact of, hey, man, you see it's not falling for you. Leave it alone. That's not Stop. Not Russ. Give it back that's to James. And, 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 and you're right. And that's not him. That's not him. And it's never going to be him. And they're just going to continue to play like this. Am I going to be the one to say, oh, my God, this is, like, the most horrible travesty known to – no. But this is – this is that what you saw is why – Absolutely. Not the They'll never, ever, ever, ever win a title yeah. playing the way they play. It's not 
No, because they because they they sharing because they're gonna have to be on the floor at the same time at some point. And at that point in time, what are you gonna do? You gonna have Russ? You gonna have a James Harden dribbling for twenty minutes, and then Russ just standing there in the corner? No. But then also, do you want Russell Wilson, Russell Westbrook, just flying down the middle of the court and has James Harden just standing there like, hey, Bob. Neither, neither no, one like of they, those they work. They don't have very comp- <laughs> no, Neither one of them. Neither one. Neither one. So, yeah. And it's just, and a lot of people still uh, crack jokes about the fact that they still can't beat the Warriors. And they're talking about that Western Conference Finals runs all over again. And it's just like, Man. I still stick to my statement prior to the season starting saying that there was a match doomed to fail. <laughs> well, you know well what it is. You know how I feel about this whole Houston Dan Tony James yeah. Harden marriage as a whole. I think this is the most it, it was that was never gonna work. Like Mike D'Antoni's system has shown it's great in the regular season, but it doesn't get you a fight, doesn't get you a championship. Like if you just want to, if you just want to win, you know, 55, 60 games, put butts in the seats for regular season games and make the playoffs, you're great. Mike yeah. D'Antoni's your guy. Like if you have no championship aspiration and you just want to be relevant, that that is your guy. Mike D'Antoni, hey, nah, that's your guy. But if you have real championship aspirations, mm-hmm. no, that's not your guy. And to me, it's hard for me to for me to believe in a star player that that guy's your star player and he plays absolutely zero defense. Yeah, yeah, I mean you're right. You're right. That, like that guy plays absolute zero defense. Like, how's that a championship winning caliber play? I don't get it. But anyway, <laughs> that's that's not for us to debate. Anywho, moving along, uh, I think the next one in order was Lakers Clippers. We're gonna say that one for last. We're gonna jump to Nuggets Pelicans, which. The NBA between the between the Warriors, Rockets and Pelicans Nuggets, the NBA definitely crapped out on this scheduling because you could tell that this Warriors Rockets game that they had gotten Stephen Clay, James and Russell, we're like, oh man, match these two teams up Christmas Day. Next thing you know, you got no Stephen Clay. Oh. Then. The Pelicans have this national TV spot because of one man. Yeah. Zion. Yeah. And he is nowhere to be found. They're just hoping he's not somewhere sitting in a in a in a shop in New Orleans eating some etouffee. <laughs> he's eating some. I guarantee you that. <laughs> well, I will say this. Um, the uh, before we get into this, uh, the Pelicans still won that game. Uh, great job to them. Um. Even though without, I'm not even gonna say without Zion, they've never had him. But still, getting going on there, having a national uh, national TV game, and going out to perform and playing well, great win, Pelicans. But of course, the only reason I'm talking about the Pelicans is because of Zion. So, um, you said that he, did he say he's still not even doing full team practice drills yet? Man, I read something that, and I, I mean, you know the. The internet is the internet, but I read something from a much less credible source that said they're basically having to teach him how to walk again, man. I heard something about that, too. So they're trying to teach him how to redistribute his weight, his weight. Yeah. (laughs) Keep down on the torque on his. I'm like, why? Because you got to think about it as a whole. He's he's been a big kid his entire life. Right. Like he's like honestly, as a whole. 
he's an NFL defensive end with hops. Absolutely. He's like he's like six six three like two eighty five like that's that's Cam Jordan like come on like he's Cam Jordan with hops like it's incredible so he's always been a big guy he's been a big guy his entire life and the and the fact that he can't the it's not the fact of him having an injury for me is the fact of the recovery and the rehab he can't get into that conditioning and for a guy that big he's sitting idle. I hope he has one hell of a of a meal plan. <laughs> man, he he plays the game like like Iverson did, man. <laughs> and I mean, and not not yeah. with the, of course not with the dunks because Iverson couldn't jump that high. But he he sacrificed his body. He could no, he could dunk, but he he couldn't jump. He couldn't jump like Zion. But well, I'm well, just saying, like the Allen Iverson was fearless. He'd go up on anybody. Right, and that's what I'm saying. <laughs> that he he plays the game like he's a a, a six one guy or a <laughs> six three guy. You know, he doesn't play right. the game like he's he's six seven two eighty five. Those joints, right. man, the human body. Those joints are not built for that type of pounding. He he I'm and, I I go back to what I said a few weeks ago. He needs to lose a little bit of weight because you don't want to you don't want to make him two fifteen and then he's not Zion anymore. Right. You, know you wouldn't want to take away no, what is Zion. You don't want to take away what makes him him. But right. he has got to lose a little bit of that weight or tone his muscles or something has got to happen or he's gonna have a, a short career. God because, you got, because think about it as a whole, no matter how way, no matter how you like to cut it and splice it, the fact of the matter is this: the man hasn't played a full season of basketball in like three years. Yeah, because I mean, they say in high school he had an injury, he got hurt at Duke when his shoe exploded. He played like thirty minutes of summer league, and then he got then he got hurt during preseason. Mm-hmm. And it's like, what's it? And it's something to be said about him having all these injuries this early. Like, he doesn't, like, anybody, you don't see a guy who's hurt that much this early become less injury prone. Except for Embiid. But then again, he's he's not l- less injury prone. It's just not the same injury, I guess you could say. I guess that, that he, had, he, once, he had to get his conditioning and stuff together. And he yeah. had to, you know, get some weight because he was a little pudgy himself. He was. He was. But now that he got that under control, yeah, we see what he can do now when he feels like playing. So, um, yeah, we'll keep, the, we'll keep this whole Zion thing updated as we get information. But, yeah, I saw that, too. Talking about some, they got to teach him how to walk. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> this man's literally just been walking his entire life. And now he has to, like, think – just think about it, but we both play sports, man. Like, you don't think about that kind of stuff in the middle of a game. No. no. Oh, let me make sure I land so I can redistribute my weight to come through the heels of my feet and not the balls of my feet. The, the, the heels and not the balls of my feet so I can redistribute my weight to a, a 37 cent. No, we don't think about all that. We're trying to land and not blow anything. <laughs> We're trying to land and not blow an ACL. All right. Is it blown? All right, good. Let's keep it moving. Let's like, keep going. <laughs> <laughs> That's all we're worried about here. So, but I will say this: I do commend the Pelicans for not rushing him though, because as big of a prospect and a big of a uh, of a project as he is, the dividends are immense, and that is something they do need to take a lot of care of. So, as much as it's funny to us to for us to talk about um, 
how they're trying to teach him how to walk again, we would be clowning the Pelicans on a whole different level if they were trying to rush him back on the court and he wasn't ready. So and then he I do blew, commend them for taking. Then he blew an ACL. So I would much rather them go slow. Yeah. Oh yeah, and I agree. Take it slow, then you know, rushing back on the court. Like if we don't see Zion this year, I wouldn't be upset about it. No, I don't think we will. I've heard other reports, but we shall see. Yeah, we'll see. We, we shall see. All right, now it's time for the headline of the night. Lakers Clippers. Uh, Lakers Clippers two. Since we're in LA, let's give it that. You know that uh movie sequel feel here. <laughs> um Clippers won. Mm-hmm. Okay, before we get into that, okay, if, if y'all listen to this, y'all saw it, okay? Paul, I need you to do me a favor. Yeah. I need you to put your referee hat on for a second. I can do that. Was that ball out on LeBron or was it out on Pepe? That was absolutely 100% out on LeBron. Okay, and that's the thing, right? That's the funny thing about that play, which it's letter of the law versus what you saw, right? Well, yeah, but that is what you saw once it was slowed down. That's what I'm saying. What you saw versus the I'm saying like this. When it was slowed down, the letter of the law says that ball grazed LeBron and it was out on LeBron. But in action, you looked at it and you saw, oh, Pat knocked it out. Right. Like in motion, you go, oh, Pat knocked that out of bounds. And then the letter of the law slows it down, and LeBron grazed his palm and it went out on him, and, you know, game was secured. So, anywho, um, great game back and forth. Lakers had a lead 15. We were up Woo! 15. And LeBron and AD couldn't bring home a 15 point lead. No. Woo! No. So, um, the one thing I say about this. Um, this game looked different than the last game to me because it felt like the Lakers were like for, like in opening day, the Lakers were still trying to figure everything out. You feel what I'm saying? Oh, like yeah. they walked in and they were just like, all right, so what's LeBron going to do? How are we going to use AD? Where does Rondo come in at? You feel what I'm saying? Like they didn't have Kuzma at that point. So it was like, I what, what are we doing here? You know what I'm saying? And somehow that first game, the Clippers looked like, all right, y'all, let's do this. They looked already like a cohesive unit, game one, ready to go. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And With, now, without Paul George. Yeah, they looked like a cohesive unit already. Now, to me, here's the difference, right? This game looked like two cohesive units. Clippers just made more plays. Yeah. Like, the one thing about this game that I saw, which was interesting, people were shocked that the Lakers took, what, 45 threes? Uh, I don't know the exact number, but it was a lot. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. And it was like, why did they let the Lakers shoot so many threes? Well, have you looked at the numbers? The Lakers don't shoot the three ball well. Right. So, yeah, LeBron wants to drive to the lane and do his drop, dribble penetration kick out. Cool. Because the only person that was hitting the shot was Kuzma. And that was only for the first quarter. Yeah. Once he cooled off, brick, brick, brick. They built a mansion, a nice LA mansion. <laughs> but um, uh, your but anyway, before I take it all, your general takeaway that you noticed from 
Clippers Lakers two. What I noticed from Clippers Lakers two was I still think LA has a better team, although the Clippers are the deeper team. <clears throat> think the Lakers are better. Uh, took the foot off the gas. Clippers caught up, and they did not let go of the lead again. No. But the what I saw was a changing of the guard. Just like okay, that, that in two it's two plays, not one play from the Lakers Clippers game, one play a couple games before from the Lakers Bucks game. Right. LeBron was guarding Giannis at the top mm. of the key. Giannis drove. LeBron did everything he could to get in front of him and just kind of whiffed at him, blocking foul and one. Right. To me, changing mm-hmm. of the guard because LeBron's best ability is his athleticism and how right. big how big he is. Not necessarily his skill. You know. Right. But if anything, he's six eight, he's athletic, and he's a run race freight train, and right. he gets that head. What Bud is when he wants to get that head of steam going, who's gonna get in his way? Right. That's why he's been been the best player in the game for a while. So right. but he couldn't do anything with Giannis, right? That was nothing. That was that one play. The play against the Lakers and the Clippers was a simple pass inbounds that mm-hmm. the Lakers eventually got, but it mm-hmm. was LeBron and Kawhi. I think it was Caruso threw the ball in and Kawhi tipped the ball. Mm-hmm. And LeBron and Kawhi ran after the ball to go get it. LeBron <laughs> looked like an old man <laughs> trying to stop this young bull from getting that ball. Okay. LeBron looked like, oh, okay. Yeah, he I mean he oh. threw it he threw his body out. I mean, and it was a, a good basketball play, he threw his body out to to prevent Kawhi from getting it because he was about to get the ball. He could, and he could, he definitely couldn't run back there and get it like old LeBron could have. And I mean, I get it. He's about to be 35, right? So that being said, that play to me again was a change in the guard. Are they LeBron James now? No, I'm not saying that. But LeBron isn't LeBron anymore either. I don't care what kind of stat line he puts up. He is not the same person that we have been watching for years and years and years. And as a whole, to me, that's not a bad thing because it's his 17th season. We're not talking about a guy in year six. Agreed, 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 agreed. Of course, our people still talk about him like he's still year six LeBron or something. But that's the thing people forget is the fact that this is year 17. Father Time is tapping him on that shoulder. And it's okay. It is very okay that LeBron's getting old. That's what old people do. They get old. And they get slower. Like, that. you're not escaping this. Only person that... uh, Put like this. The only person Father Time has to beat is Tom Brady. And that's because he was never fast. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Tom Brady was never fast. That's it. As long as 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 their shoulder's still working, he's fine. He's fine. But... He was never fast to begin with. That's the only person Father Time hasn't caught up with, and that's just because he was never an athlete to begin with. So, um, yes, I saw both of those plays, too, and I also did think that that was kind of like a, because I was thinking about it as a whole, go back back to that Giannis play. The blocking foul, man. (laughs) 
Giannis, it, it was something for even Giannis to look him in the eye and go, I can take him. Yeah, I, I can, can take him. I can, and from that point in the game on, <laughs> every time Giannis saw 23 in front of him, his eyes lit up. He said, oh, I got a bucket. I got two. I t- Listen, he's looking LeBron James and I. He's like, I, I can take him. I got I can, you. I can take him. And then, you know, he gets him and he's like, oh, 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 oh yes. This is going to be all night, big fella. All night. But I enjoy it. Um, I, of course, I love the. I've always loved anything that's ultra competitive. That game was ultra competitive. Patrick Beverly doing Patrick Beverly things. I will yeah. say this: when the switch came and they ended up LeBron on Patrick Beverly for that last position, I kept waiting on somebody to switch or Pat Bev to look over his shoulder like, "Is somebody go come get me?" And Patrick uh, Beverly looked him square in the eye the whole time like, "I he want he want that <laughs> he want that." Yeah. He looked him square. Like I, he, I, he normally somebody he didn't look over his shoulder. Like if somebody coming, as soon as it's like the 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 switch came, he was like, "All right, bro, let's do this." Let's, said, oh, let's oh, go. Pat doing this. Pat is doing this, and he made an outstanding defensive play because, like a lot of people said, it was it was a dangerous play, but it was also great because most time when guys go to swat a ball away, they swat down. You right. know what I'm saying? And the fact that the ball was up around his face and he swatted at it, that he he was like a half a second away from possibly getting a foul call. Yeah. Which I'm not saying them two free throws or would have been a free throw, would have gave him a shooting foul, whatever the case may be. If they were in the bonus, I'm pretty sure they were in the bonus. That, you know, those two free throws would have made a difference because I think they were still down by like five at that point or something like that. But the fact that he swatted at it and then that's what drew the brush against his hand and just took the game completely out of their hands. Great, heady play. And then all that does is add to the, the legend of Patrick Beverly that, you know, he he really can't do much else but fight you. <laughs> and, but he will gladly And he will that. win. And he will win most <laughs> most of those battles. He's gonna win. Oh man. Wait, time out. Did you see what he, you we can't repeat it because this is a family show. But did you see what he mouthed after he made that play? I don't remember I did, no. but I don't remember what he said. He said, This is my M F N Yeah. 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 S word. Yeah. And I was like I know for a fact uh, NV, uh, ABC did not know he said that. <laughs> like, Because the camera was, was, oh, they was oh, right on him. <laughs> oh, right in his face. Yeah. I'm talking about they were trying to like, you know, because Patrick Beverly is known for being the over-animated guy. So I bet you they're thinking to themselves, oh, man, Patrick Beverly made a great play. He was a little demonstrative. Let's put the camera on him. And right when they got the camera, they got the camera him looking straight out into the crowd. This is my beep, beep, beep. And it was like, oh. My God, we just caught him seeing that on national TV. Yeah, on Christmas Day, what is what is wrong with us? But great play, nonetheless. Great games, nonetheless. Uh, the NF, the NBA uh, scheduling did take a bit of a hit because those those Rockets Warriors and that Pelicans game was supposed to be a higher profile. But out of those games that were played, they were still very good quality. Lakers Clippers didn't let us down. Joel showed out. And they need to schedule a better first game because I don't even remember. <laughs> yeah, it was the Celtics <laughs> and the Raptors. But oh, yeah. I will say, I will say this: Pascal balling. I did not expect that. He is. Pascal is balling. Somebody cracked the joke. They said, "Could Pascal win Most Improved Player?" Like again? 
Nah. Nah. Because think about it, he won most improved player last year, and he was really the most improved player, and somehow he's improved again. Yeah. Like, he's gotten, like, astronomically better from last year when he was the most improved player. And it's like, is there any way he can win it again? Like, is that possible? But, anywho, now, we're going to jump sports. Um... We're winning into the NFL. We got, um, you know, we got the season wrapping up. A lot of teams are have playoff seeding, have playoff uh, teams locked up, but they don't really have seeding yet. That's determined by a few games, who wins, who loses, things of that nature. But um, a lot of team, a lot of divisions have their uh, division winners. Are their conf- was it division with division winners locked up? Yeah, but. The only team, the only race that's still horribly, I'll call this, this division is horribly interesting, <laughs> is the NFC East. The NFC least. The, the NFC least, you are correct. <laughs> the NFC least with these Cowboys and these Eagles. Mm-hmm. They played a game last week. The Cowboys were in full command of their destiny. All they had to do was win, and they were in the playoffs because they would have had the tie over Philly, if I'm thinking correct. Well, Tim, them and Philly would have tied, but I think they would end up with a better record. So they would end up getting in. So now Philly beating them totally shifts, totally shifts everything. And now Philly has to beat the Giants. Yes, and and they're in. Yes, and the Dallas. Has to sit back against the red against the Washington team, and they got to hope the Eagles lose and win. They have to. They still have to win, <laughs> <laughs> which is not a guarantee. <laughs> which is not a guarantee. Definitely at all. not a guarantee. So let's so let's 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 hit this for a second. Um. A lot of people are yelling, you know, fire Jason Garrett. Um, Dak doesn't need his money. What happened to Zeke? Why wasn't Amari in the game? Obviously, stuff like this happens. Things where people feel like go wrong for what was supposed to be a Super Bowl team. A lot of things that went wrong this season. They have Super Bowl talent, man. What What do you feel was what the – you give me more than one. But some of the biggest factors that – led to the Cowboys having such a disappointing season. Because even if they make the playoffs, this is a disappointing season. Absolutely. Unless they win a title, it's still disappointing. Right. Um, I I have to start with Jason Garrett because mm-hmm. in my mind, as a football coach, as a coach of any sport, you have to be able to adjust on the fly. Okay? Right. And Jason Garrett does not do that well. He no. When when halftime comes, if they're up, they're gonna come out and gonna do the same thing regardless of what the defense is doing. If they're down, they're gonna come out and do the same thing and say, "Hey, we're gonna stick with our game plan and we're we're gonna win." Right. I don't understand. I don't. I don't understand that. You know because. <coughs> excuse me. I don't understand that because you have to adjust. This is the NFL, man. This is the premier league, okay, of football. <coughs> Excuse me. 
You mm-hmm. have you got to be able to adjust, and he doesn't do it enough. Right. I don't. I don't think they ran Zeke enough. Nowhere near enough. Nowhere near enough. You know, you gave him all this money in the off season, so let's use him. Use him. Got to use him. Right. Uh, the as far as Amari not being in the last play, I don't get that either. But I don't think that was a death knell. You know what I'm saying? No. They they dropped too many passes, all of them, Amari uh, yeah, included. He, he, we, you had over in that game particularly. You had the overthrow of Tavon Austin, which was like, oh god. Yes. In the words of Shannon Sharp, he did he would hit his head on the goalpost. <laughs> right. Had he not overthrown it, and then Michael Gallup missed the one that was who, which was huge. But that's just that game as a whole. Yeah, that's. I was just thinking of that particular game as far as the drop mm-hmm. passes, but I mean, I, I don't know. I, I, my fault lies, and I know players play the game. My fault lies with Jason Garrett not being able to adjust, and it it has bit him in the butt. I I have learned things as I've gotten older. I've learned that you can't expect people to be more than who they are. Agree that that you know. People are going to be who they are, whether you like it, love it, hate it. And you kind of have to learn how to adjust. That's just me. And I don't necessarily blame Jason Garrett because Jason Garrett has always shown, at least to me, to be a very limited coach. Mm-hmm. And I think it's rude of me to expect more from an average person. <laughs> Now, if they've shown that they can do more, I want to see more. But as of right now, I'm going to tell you something that's very shocking. That when I heard, I was listening to another show, and when they said this out loud, I was flabbergasted. Paul, you ready for this? Let's hear it. Jason Garrett has been the coach of the Dallas Cowboys for 10 years. I did not know he had been the coach that long. You, I did you didn't know, know he, he was that. a coach for 10 years? Yeah. But for been. 10 years. Mm-hmm. Tell me this. A decade-long tenure. A decade-long tenure. I can't tell you what he's done. He hasn't done I anything. Can't <laughs> like I can't tell you nothing he's done. Anybody who's had a job for 10 years there should be something left of a legacy that goes, that guy was here for a long time. This guy brought us this. Right. Even if it's not a Super Bowl, this guy brought us this. Memphis put him, uh, Memphis had the grindhouse, okay? Even though it wasn't 10 years, you knew when you walked into Memphis, you you was going to leave bruised. Yep. Okay? When you played the Memphis Grizzlies, you was going to leave that game bruised because they was going to beat you up. That was at least Something that was left. They retired Tony Allen's jersey. Why? Just because he was he's never been a guy like that, but he was the defensive grit and grind guy. He built their fabric, so they retired his jersey. Even though I don't think he deserves his jersey retired anywhere, the fact of the matter is this. They leaned into that legacy, and this is the dividends that has yielded them. This guy has had this job for 10 years. No. It's literally been 10 years. That's like that's literally like you being having a child and being a parent for ten years from zero to ten, and your ten year old child going, 
Hey, do you remember your daddy? What What did your daddy teach you? Nothing. What? <laughs> he, he didn't teach me nothing in 10 years. No, he didn't teach me anything. He just fed me and made sure I didn't die. <laughs> like, come on, man. And, I, and I'm going to tell you this one. As a whole, if you're asking me who I blame as a whole, I blame Jerry's. Yeah, okay. Because yeah. Jerry does not want a coach who's going to walk in there and tell him to sit his old behind down and let me run this team. He don't want that. And until he can get that, he's not. this talent is never going to come to the level that he wants. He don't want a coach that will tell him to come in and sit his old behind down and let me do this. You sit in that press box and watch me do my thing and watch me win these titles and make you a bunch of money. You just sit up there. <laughs> he don't want a coach that can do that. Because you can't tell me this guy has had this job for 10 years and has no legacy and still has that job. Yeah. When coaches are getting – but it's but it's, and as silly as this is, Cleveland fires a coach every other year. <laughs> hey, if you ain't if you ain't if you ain't got nothing shaking, you gone. <laughs> Even yeah. though that's that's just silly. Cleveland, like if you ain't if you got one year, big fella. If you ain't making no moves, out of there. And this guy's had this job for ten years and done nothing. I don't blame him because at this one time he's shown you he's me. He's average. He's 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 going as Skip Bayless calls him. He's Coach Clap. <laughs> All right, guys. <laughs> All right, guys. Good job. Oh, Coach guys, Clap. Good job. He calls him Coach Clap. Hilarious. I love it to death. I think Skip Bayless has to have writers. This guy is incredible. So he calls him Coach Clap. There's something. He's to me. He's shown who he is. And to me, I think the problem is Jerry because Jerry assumes too much control. So now, when you assume all this control, you're gonna get all of this blame. And yeah. the fact that you've allowed this guy to have this job in this position for 10 years and has yielded you nothing. I'm looking at you. You he is old and he has said on many occasions, the buck stops here. Well, I'm stopping it. Jerry, I'm blaming you. You spent your whole you got the triplets back in the early 90s, and now you spent your whole rest of your Dallas owning career trying to get the triplets again, and now you almost got it. And you, but it's you, the first triplets, you gave them Jimmy Johnson. The second triplets, you gave them Jason Garrett. <laughs> We're talking about Jimmy Johnson, the same man who traded Herschel Walker. Yeah. Who had the cojones to trade Herschel Walker. And you give these guys Jason Garrett. Wait, you play, wait, wait, no, 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 no. You give them Jason Garrett. And killing more. <laughs> I, Not North. North went on to be a head coach. Like, no, you gave them Jason Garrett and Kellen Moore. Jerry, I blame you. Yeah. And I can't say this. I didn't expect all that to come out when we started this topic. That that purely came from the heart. <laughs> I didn't like purely came from the- I didn't like Jason Garrett kind of blaming Kellen Moore after the after the game either. Yeah, because but like the most thing, but as a whole, as right, because I do think Kellen Moore has his issues. Because the one thing about it, like I was talking to a guy at work today, and I said this even last year when when Lamar Jackson wasn't throwing that well, oh man, I got I got on this very show and said. 
the Ravens are going to be a tough out for anybody because if worse comes to worse, they know what they are. Mm-hmm. So they're going to line up and they're going to run the ball down your throat. If you stop it, oh well. But they know what they are. They know what they do. And now it's up to you to stop it. That's it. We're into week 16, 17. And no, the Cowboys still don't know if they want to throw it 30 times or run it 30 times. Right. Like Kellen, like Kellen Moore, he calls for like Zeke gets 16 rushes for a game. <laughs> like, no, you're 90 million dollars back. 16 rushes for a game. Like, and it, and think of what I'm saying. It's like, uh, and the thing about it is, it's like him getting 16 rushes isn't his fault, right? That's not he. He can only run what they call. If they only call 16 rushes for him, that's that's all he can do. Because I bet you if it was up to Zeke, they run every play. <laughs> yeah. But I don't know. It's just to me. But then but then Kellen Moore's a first time offensive coordinator. And I do think he he does get a little too cute sometimes. He I does. Because he is a quarterback. Yeah. And you know, he had the prolific offense in Boise State, and you know what I'm saying? And I think he did. I think he does get a little too cute sometimes. They run the ball three times and don't get nowhere. Now he's throwing it for the next twenty plays. It's like, hey, you gotta, you gotta feed this beast, big fella. You, 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 I know that first run was for two yards. That's fine. You just gotta keep chugging away at it. Chug away at it. Chug away at it. You'll be fine. But no, he gets two runs that don't go anywhere. The next thing you know, Dak's throwing it twenty times before another run call, and he's like, oh my god. But. I will say this. I don't know how people are still having a discussion about who's better between Dak Prescott and Carson Wentz. <laughs> I don't know how people are still having this discussion. Like literally, Carson Wentz is throwing to Greg Ward, who was a, who was a quarterback in the college and got cut three times by the Eagles. Right. Yeah, he, he got cut three times. He's out his top three receivers. And he's tight end, and he's throwing to Goddard. Now, Goddard is good, but somehow he just keeps reaching and pulling these out. Like, how are people even having this discussion anymore as to who's better between him and Dak Prescott? I don't know. They both play in the NFC lease, man. So, (laughs) (laughs) I'm leaving that one all the way alone, man. Neither one of them good enough to me. Although Carson Wentz, Wentz his stats – Dak stats overall as for the season are great, but Carson Wentz's, I guess you want, you could say crunch time numbers are impeccable. Uh, right. So if he's healthy, hey, he's better than me. But he's not healthy ever, like you say. And, and right. Dak plays right. for the Cowboys. So I mean, I, <laughs> I don't know. And that's the only reason why this is a debate. Yeah. I, I, oh I man, I don't. I can't. I can't think of no. I can't think of no other reason, <laughs> like talent wise. No. That this is a conversation. No. But now, um, one last thing. Well, one of the last things before we make our way out of here. Um, like you said, the season's coming to an end. Uh, the Baltimore Ravens have played outstanding all year, and they've basically locked up one of the top seeds. Is that is that fair to say? Oh yeah, absolutely. They they, they have they have locked up the one seed. They have locked up the one seed. Yes. So now there's um. Uh, so that means the Ravens will get an opening playoff week by. Mm-hmm. So 
they basically have nothing to play for. So apparently they're uh, benching Lamar Jackson for the final game of the season. Yeah. Which would essentially give Lamar Jackson two weeks off. Two weeks of not getting touched. Two weeks of not getting touched at all. Um, so old, old classic debate just manifesting itself. Rest versus rust. What do you think? What do you think is gonna play out here with the Baltimore Ravens and Lamar Jackson? I, I think it's gonna be extremely beneficial to him. So you think the rest part of it? Absolutely. I, I don't. Right? I don't agree with that in all cases. But with the with what the mm-hmm. Ravens do. They run the ball. Mm-hmm. You're not gonna forget how to run the ball and get rusty at it. Okay. If <laughs> if you were if you are a precision passing offense, then maybe that would be a bit different. But we run the ball. We're gonna run options and, and I mean I've been running the options since I was ten years old. Okay. Right. So they're not gonna forget how to pitch. he's not gonna forget how to pitch the ball. Mark Ingram is not gonna forget how to run the ball. Lamar is not gonna forget how to run the ball. No. He's not gonna forget how to throw them float nice little floaters to Mark No, Ingram. he's not. I mean the, the the he it seems like he throws to one person. So I mean him but the, they this in two different bodies between Mark Andrews and Hayden Hurst. They're like yeah. the same person in two different bodies. Same guy. <laughs> the the synergy between them is not gonna be gone in a week. So no, I, I sit him I sit him ten ten out of ten times. If you um, have I, if you have it locked up. Since it's locked up, I would play him for half. Cause here's the thing, right? I to I hear and to your theory on that, here was my theory on it, right? They already off a week. I would treat I would treat this more like a like a preseason game. I would want him to still go through the motions of playing for a week, even though he wouldn't really play the whole game. Because one thing about young guys is young guys need to play. I don't believe young guys need rest. Older teams need rest. We've been at this too long, okay? Like if we were talking about an older team, maybe like the Pats. Uh, you know, they're an older team. Two weeks off. Give Tom Brady two weeks off. Yes. God, yes. Let that 42-year-old body sit and do nothing. He knows game tape. He knows prepare. He knows preparation. He knows game film. He knows what a week. He knows the whole week. He knows that whole thing. He knows what a playoff game is like. None of this will be new for him, right? But a younger team, I believe the rust kind of sets in. Because those guys need to play. Because they don't know. It's not necessarily fully ingrained in him what they're about to go through as far as this playoff atmosphere. And then we're also talking about a lot of these guys who are these guys for the Ravens who are number one seed. This is totally foreign to probably 85-90% of that roster. We're talking about Mark Ingram... Earl Thomas. Mark Ingram is used to being a one seed. That's what I'm saying. He's used to it. Earl Thomas got a Super Bowl on his belt. Yeah. So it's like, you know, they are aware of this. But if we're talking about everybody else, Lamar, Gus Edwards, Hollywood Brown. Um, well, because they went to playoffs last year where they went a high seed. So they don't know what the idea of, like, they're the ones being hunted, not the hunters. Yeah. I mean, I get that. You feel what I'm saying? I get it. So I think, but like, even though he would have to sit, even though I, I, God knows, 
I would not play him long. Maybe you know what I said. I have maybe that was too long. I would probably play him a series. I'd probably go out there, trot him out there, do three runs off the field. I would just want to keep him in the motion of having to get ready for a game. You feel yeah. what I'm saying? I I guess that he just still got he got to prepare. He got to prepare. He got to prepare. Got to watch. I don't want him to fall out of that routine for two weeks. Right. Like I said, I like I said, now to think about it, I said a half, a half was probably too long. I mean, literally one series. Mark Ingram, Mark Ingram, Mark Ingram, out of there. Take your pads off. <laughs> We're good here. You have nothing else to prove. You sit down. In fact, go inside. You need treatment? No, coach, I feel good. Go get treatment. <laughs> Somebody go get Lamar some treatment. Give him an ice pack or something. Please. It makes right. him feel better. Put some ice on his knees. <laughs> he may not need it. I don't care. In fact, Go take all your pads off. Go put on street clothes. <laughs> I don't want you to touch this field no more. What if RG3 get hurt? I'll put in a punter. I don't care. You're not touching this field no more today. <laughs> so, I would play him this week very extremely limited to keep his motion up of going through a week. Because to me, that's just my theory. Young guys don't need rest. They need to go play. Old guys, sit down. You know, the late run, Tony Manu Spurs, uh, yeah, Tony Dunk, yeah, Tony Parker Spurs, my, they sit down. Sit down. Yeah, you sit down somewhere. Yeah. But young guys, y'all go play. Because that's that momentum is not ingrained in them. But that's just me. So. Before we, before we switch, how about the yeah. Oakland Raiders still have a chance to get in the playoffs? Yeah, they need like don't they need like twelve things? To they happen? needed they needed they needed what? Uh, it was like twelve, but all they need now is four thing, four more things. They got to win uh-huh. the uh, Ravens. The Ravens have to win to knock Pittsburgh mm-hmm. down, which I don't right. think is gonna happen because mm-hmm. Lamar ain't no. playing. Right. Uh, what else needs to happen? Um, I the, saw that, but I didn't read deep into it. The Broncos need to win. I mean, need mm-hmm. to lose or something crazy, man. But they still have a legit <laughs> shot at the playoffs. That's crazy right. to me. That's crazy. But it's crazy. Speaking of Oakland, have you seen that new Las Vegas stadium? No, I haven't. Oh, it's black. Oh, wow. That's the thing about that's the thing about it that got me was like somebody drove by. It was like a regular like video that like somebody just drove by. It's like they was recording as they drove by. Yeah, and I was like, it's it's black. Oh man, like it's not like you mean like you've seen pictures of the new Atlanta stadium. It's like windows everywhere, right? Yeah, this is black. This is black, and yeah. I was like, oh, this is that's gonna be different. Yeah, that's gonna be different. Yeah, that's gonna be real different. <laughs> anyway, all right, last topic, a little light to end the show. Um, we have two holidays that are very near and dear to our hearts as an American culture, but also for me and you as sports enthusiasts, these two holidays take on a totally different meaning for us. But now we're going to have a conversation that I don't know how it's going to end, but I think it's something that could um, lend itself to maybe an answer, probably not. <laughs> Which sports holiday is better? 
the NF the, the NFL Thanksgiving or the NBA Christmas? NBA Christmas. Ew. Now, so Ew. now Ew. everybody Ew. that listens to us knows Ew. I'm an I'm a NBA fan first and foremost, right? Right. But the the thing about it is the matchups are set uh, based on the previous year, yeah, expectations right. in the previous right. year, you know, and Correct. and you get your grudge match. Players that went to a different team, they get to play their team if they were a star, you know. I just, as far as the competitive nature of the whole thing, I mm-hmm. love Christmas basketball. I love Thanksgiving football. Mm-hmm. I'm a basketball guy, though, man. I, I got to say, got to say NBA Christmas. Oh, here's the only reason I disagree with you. And I'll say the NFL Thanksgiving is a better is better than the NBA Christmas. NFL Thanksgiving is better than the NBA Christmas. I here's my only here's my theory to support this. I could be wrong, and that's fine, but here's my theory. I believe that the NBA Christmas games are played on Christmas because they're on. Like I think if the Christmas Day games weren't on. No one would go, man, I really wish I had some basketball on today. Hmm. As opposed to the NFL Thanksgiving, which is, that's part of the event. Like, Thanksgiving football. Like, it's in your mind, you go turkey, dressing, mac and cheese, go in the living room, watch the game. <laughs> and watch you and all your uncles and whatever yell about Detroit and how bad they are, the Cowboys and whoever they playing. Like that's like the the NFL Thanksgiving games are a part of the Thanksgiving experience. As to me, as opposed to the NBA Christmas, which is just oh the Lakers, but like this, the the NBA done a good job by making sure they had interesting games on. You feel what I'm saying? Every year, every that that's a good job by them. The fact that you would look at your watch and go, "Oh, it's seven o'clock." Lakers Clippers on. Oh, turn that on right now. Gotta that watch on. that. Gotta, Gotta watch, watch that. that. But as 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 bad as this is, <laughs> as and this is so horrible. <laughs> this is so horrible. The, the NFL doesn't even care what games are on Thanksgiving. They just make sure they put the Cowboys on and Detroit on. That's it. They've given us crap games for Thanksgiving, and we still watch it with no hesitation. With zero hesitation. They gave us Buffalo and Dallas. There's no way they thought that was going to be a good game. Buffalo turned that into something. Buffalo turned that into something. But there was no way they thought that was going to be a good game. Not at the time. No. And would you know they hate us? NFL fans because they give us Detroit every year. Stop doing that to us. Stop. <laughs> right. Stop giving us Detroit every year. They're terrible. That's that Super Bowl. Well, you know what? You know, my bad. My bad. Maybe I need. Maybe I don't need to say that. That is Detroit Super Bowl. That's Detroit Super Bowl. Every year. Thanksgiving. That's that Super Bowl. So you know what? I'm sorry, Detroit. 
I'm not gonna take that from y'all. My bad. Keep putting Detroit on the schedule. Cause y'all need something to cheer. Cause y'all need something to cheer for. And I'm sorry. But yeah, the NFL just flat out doesn't even care what games they give us on Thanksgiving, and we watch it anyway. But I do say that's the one place the NBA did do it better. Is I think they watch the NBA games because they're on, and they do a good job of making sure that we have interesting games to watch. Right. So, like I said. Unless I was just somewhere without a TV, even if I didn't watch none of the Christmas Day games all, unless I was just somewhere without a TV, nowhere in my vicinity, I was watching that Lakers Clippers game. <laughs> I was watching it from beginning to end, hands down, no argument. <laughs> I was not missing that one. Now the rest of them, yeah, you know, we'll see if I'm available. You know, I'm not going to cancel plans for the Bucks and. Philadelphia. But Lakers Clippers? Oh, what? Hey, Brady, welcome, Hank? Nope. <laughs> Lakers Clippers on. I'll see y'all after. So, um, well, let's go ahead and get my socials and whatnot, big fella. Man, y'all check us out on PG Sports Podcast on Facebook, uh, at PG Sports Pod on Twitter, and PG Sports Podcast on, Inst- on Instagram. Continue to like, support, share, Please share, rate, Please share. review. We <laughs> we appreciate all comments. Mm-hmm. We listening. So oh yeah. Uh, once again, go to our aforementioned social medias mentioned by my esteemed co-host. We 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 love. But like, and I want to do this real quick. If you've gotten this far, I'm I'm certified to think that you know you really rocking with us. I want somebody to go to the Facebook, Twitter, it's whatever you have us on, and comment. On anything saying PG and put the comment PG on anything we got, and then we'll give you a shout out in the next episode. Because if you didn't got this far, I know you're really rocking with us, and I want to make sure that you know. I want to make sure that you know we see y'all, and that for for rocking with us, this we about we a year in. We just started as a passion project, and we just gonna keep this thing going. And for anybody who's listening like this, we want to let y'all know that we greatly appreciate y'all. So anybody who didn't got this far. Go to Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, whatever. Comment something saying P, the word PG, and we'll give you a shout out in the next episode. And, um, Paul, you got anything else? Man, as always, thank y'all for listening. We'll catch y'all next episode. Yes, we will catch y'all next episode. Peace. <laughs>